Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Rabbi shahli sadri wa sirli amri wa hlul nukhutum al-lisani yafqahu qawli. I pray to Allah that he, he gives me the words, he gives, he, he gives me the ability to be able to tackle this topic with ease, uh, a topic that, that resonates with many, a topic that people have lots of questions with, uh, from, including myself, and I hope that through this I can at least give a perspective for people to think in. Uh, in no way I'm here to solve problems of the world, uh, nor is it my intention to change anyone's opinions. Um, I'm here only to... Sometimes we think that so that the topics are that they are circular in nature as if they only have one or the other side to look at but i look at situations i look at topics uh, like a polygon like a like a, like a shape an object with different sides and i think it has it can have multiple sides not only three sides like a triangle it can have n number of sides so i think my my endeavor my podcast is simply uh, an attempt to show you one of those many undiscovered sites to one particular topic and social justice is one of those. So before I get into the topic today, um, I would like to ask a question first that we can think about after this podcast is over or sometimes just to take a step back and sit in our, uh, in our, um, in our solitude and reflect on this. A question that could wake us up a bit or help us to to reflect on our actions and that question is for me what gives me the right to act in a certain way or to wrong someone and how do i know that i'm wronging someone i think this question for me especially consists and entails ideas of entitlement or revenge vengeance or Certain or, or or things, or emotions, dealing uh, with uh, de- dealing with these uh, uh, feelings. So I'm not going to get into that right now. But this is a question that we should be asking ourselves: like, what gives us right to snatch a right of someone else, to not to give enough to someone, or not only to that, but are we also fulfilling the rights of ourselves that we have upon us? What are we feeding ourselves? What information are we feeding ourselves with? What impact does it have on us? So what is, where do we get the right from to wrong ourselves and others? So before I get into <clears throat> the today's topic, where we will be talking about the gravity of social injustice, again, once again, I have to dedicate and I have to mention that Sheikh Dr. Omar Suleiman, it is his series that I'm referring to, which is available online on YouTube. And for a, for a better and, and, a, and, and a way more um, eloquent uh, discussion on this topic, I would highly recommend you to look at a series. It's called 40 on social justice. And... Um, I will be only handling the first 30 or 29 episodes. I guess it will be 29 since I will be traveling back to Germany and the Ramadan started a day later here. So I can imagine that my one episode will be less. Anyway, um, and also the second thing is that this episode, this podcast will be dealing definitions, understandings from Islam. 
My previous podcast was more about research in different uh, uh, um, from the multiple resources, but here uh, my my main aim is to focus on what Islam has to say about certain topics. So there there might be some technical terms which might come across, and I will do my best to explain them. That's why I explain what hadith is, and. Um, I will be dealing with one hadith at a time in each episode. And before I go towards the hadith that we will be dealing with today, uh, I'd like to mention um, a quote by, by one of the Shia scholars, uh, Sayyid Jafar Raza. And he said a beautiful thing about, about Islam and principles. He said that if I am asked to summarize the nature of Islam and principles, it is justice. Allah himself is justice. One of his attributes is justice. Justice to the authority which was placed in the earth, brackets, not similar to the Christianity, brackets close. <laughs> um, that was the Prophet Muhammad and that was the last authority um, when it came to prophethood. Justice to oneself, to live a life of simplicity and free yourself of ego. Justice to the body, freeing yourself from endless and unnecessary exertion. Justice to your soul, keeping it pure with piety. Justice in matrimonial affairs, parents, spouse, offspring, neighbors, to the sick, to the downtrodden, to the poor, to the country that you live in, to the earth that you live in, to the animals that you're surrounded with. Justice to the entire humanity, to, the de- to, he- to help and aid the development of humanity. And grounding it down is justice to knowledge, making it accessible to mankind without discrimination of age, gender, sex, color of the skin etc and the foundation of islam occupies a space next to the oneness of god and this is also uh, so full stop that was the end of the uh, quotation and the last sentence about justice to knowledge where the knowledge is occupies a space next to the oneness of god this is also the first episode that i had in my last uh, podcast so i would recommend you to listen to that podcast about the first revolution in Islam. And there you can see that the knowledge is the center, is the basis of Islam. That you need to you need to seek knowledge. And it is it is an income it is it is a it is an obligation on each human out there to seek knowledge. And knowledge not only of the worldly affairs as well as your spiritual affairs, the knowledge of self. And that was also a topic of nafs that I, I covered in my last uh, uh, podcast. So before, so here you can see that justice plays a very important role in Islam. So much so that there, 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 there's, there's a hadith that, that regardless, of the, the, regardless of the theology, regardless of what people, uh, people's faith are, we as Muslims are required to uphold the rights of a human no matter what religion they belong to. And now coming to the hadith itself, so this hadith is actually a hadith Qudsi. This is a kind of hadith where the, the, the speaker, so the narration is not from the Prophet himself, but from God. So it is the strongest form of hadith. So this, this is a saying from Allah himself, but it has been reported by Prophet Muhammad So it is not in the Quran. So it is something that, that is reported by Prophet Muhammad which was, in, who was inspired by Allah himself. So this is what we, 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 we believe in Islam. So the hadith goes, O my my dear servants, I have prohibited or forbidden oppression for myself and I made it forbidden between you 
so do not oppress one another. End quote. So this is the hadith that we will be dealing with today. So in this hadith, Allah has reported to have said that I have prohibited myself oppression on me. So before we get into what is oppression, what is, you know, what is, what, what is injustice, we need to understand what actually zulm is. So zulm is the Arabic word for oppression and injustice. Jabr is also one of those. Uh, Jabr is oppression, I guess. And uh, uh, let me be very clear with this, uh, what Jabr is. I thought um, uh, I, I knew it, but I think uh, compulsion, yeah. So yeah, exactly. So you have the use of extreme fear in order to coerce people. All right. I'm sorry for that. Yes. So I will be focusing on the word zulm, uh, which means um, just a second. <laughs> no. I have my notes here. Exactly. So zulm is the Arabic word uh, used in interchangeably for cruelty or unjust acts of exploitation, oppression and wrongdoing. So basically transgression is one of those. So this is the definition pointed out in, in, in Wikipedia as well. So zulm actually means that you, you, give, you give a space, you give a place of, you give something to someone that it does not belong to. So in easier words, misplace rights or to put something in a place where it does not belong. So this is in a very simpler way to understand what zulm is and, and, and zulm or oppression, which is understood in the Arabic language. Now, what, what have the scholars got to say about this hadith? One of the most beautiful things that I found was that there, that, that Allah chose not because we, we, we believe that there's in, in, in multiple ayahs of the Quran, there says that Allah is able to do all things. So he was, he would be also able to, to not, um, to not forbid himself from oppression. But the fact that he forbid that on himself, he is teaching that this is what you should be aspiring towards that do not, if, if I have forbidden this upon myself, you should forbid this upon yourself and onto the others, so do not oppress one another. So the idea here is that, you know, we, we need to ask ourselves when, when we have certain emotions in us, because zulm is basically a consequence at the end of the day, right? Because it is an action that you put in. But where is the, the, the motivation coming from? Like, why do I feel the need to act in a certain way or in an oppressive way? Where is that coming from? So we need to see when we have emotions in ourselves, right? We, we, we might, it, it, it's completely human to be angry, to be jealous. And because of jealousy, because of anger, we might end up doing things which may not be in the, in the, in, in the most, in the fairest way possible. So we always need to see when we have certain emotions and certain feelings in ourselves, what do we have to do with those feelings? Who do we look up to, to know how to channel those emotions and to how to channel those feelings? So here Allah is addressing, oh my dear servant. So when he says that, it does one thing. It puts into perspective our position in front of Allah. That Allah is showing us our position, that you are nothing more than a servant to me. 
So do not feel entitled that you are powerful enough that you can go beyond me. So you see, if Allah is saying that, that if I am, if Allah, Allah is, is telling us that we are his servants and he has forbidden himself to be oppressive or to be, um, uh, to do zulm upon anyone, then where does that leave us? Like, how can we go beyond Allah himself and practice oppression? So there's there's another there's another uh, uh, ayah in the Quran surah Qaf ayah number twenty nine where Allah says I will not wrong any of my servants, and then in surah Qaf Allah says Allah does not want oppression, any of his slaves to be wrong. So Ibn Rajab, one of the scholars, goes beyond and to to explain this, and he says that there are there are three things that you can you can take at hand to understand this uh, this hadith. There is always there's there's usually three reactions to a certain situation. Either you can be gracious, you can be just, or you can transgress. Now the third one, the transgression is what Allah has, has said that I'm going to forbid this upon myself. And as for justice, Allah uses that only when it is necessary. Usually, Allah moves around in the realm of grace. That is what Allah loves. To be gracious, to be merciful. To, and, and this is something that we are, we are taught throughout the Qur'an, that this is the attribute that is the most outspoken in the Qur'an where Allah tells Himself that He's gracious, He's merciful, He's Rahim and He's Rahman. And then there is... Um, and then there... there so you, you have these three, right? So you have, the, you have three responses. To be gracious, just and transgression. Because sometimes there was... Uh, I'm really forgetting from whom this quote was, but it was a really beautiful quote. The person says... We always want mercy and grace for ourselves, but for others we want justice. So, you know, sometimes that's why there's another saying of the Prophet Muhammad where he says, which is quite frightening for me personally, to be honest, that Allah will hold up to you to standards that you set for others. So, and in other places, Prophet Muhammad is reported to have said that if you want to be shown mercy, show mercy to others. So it really reminds us that yes, we might go through certain situations which will put us to on the edge of, of forgetting that we, we need to be fair, we need to be just, we need to, be, we, we, we need to act responsibly here. We might, we might be able to forget, we might be able to forget all of that because we are so driven by our rage, we are so much driven by our feelings that we might forget that, no, even if we feel a certain way, we need to be just and fair in every situation possible. If not, we can always ask for forgiveness, but we need to aspire to be that. That's why I said in my first episode 00, to, to think, just to simply act on how you feel, is not perhaps the most productive way. We need to know what is the fair thing to do, what is the just thing to do. Our feelings are valid, yes. But our feelings can, can have consequences which can be utterly unfair towards the others. So now there are two types of zulm. We might think sometimes when you think of oppression, we, we usually think, oh, okay, you know, it's an excessive. You're going too far. You are exerting too much pressure on someone. You are, you are invading someone's personal space. You are invading someone's privacy. But zulm or oppression also means that you withhold something. So if someone... Like, you know, this is something that, 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 that reminds me of, of a situation where, let's say if you have given, if you've been given the power to law, check in at work and check out from work, 
how often would it happen that you would, if you are late to work and if you know you can check in at work, don't you feel like putting in the time, check-in time when you were actually not even there? So let's say if you started to work at 6, if you started work at 7, or if you start to work at 10 past 7, you might think to yourself, yeah, okay, it's 10 past 7, I can also just write 7. But let's say if you are checking out at 10 past 5 in the evening, and you'd be like, okay, I could do 5.15. It's just, yeah. You, you, so when you have to give something, you withhold. But when you have to take something, you take more. You want to take more. And this, 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 this is also in, in, in one of the surah in the Quran, surah Al-Mutafifin. Allah says, Al-Mutafifin, like woe to the one who, who you know, like, like uh, who do not give the right dues. You know, this, for example, like if I have to give someone back, let's say, 9 euro, or if I want to give someone back 10 rupees or 10 euro, 10 dollars, whatever that is, if you give them back 9 dollars, I mean, I do not want to come up with, with situations because each individual has their own situations that they are living in, their own culture. But the principle behind is the same. We need to be fair and just in our dealings. There was once, there, there was a man who was selling, uh, he was selling some dates and Prophet Muhammad was, was going through it. Uh, mer- merchandise, I'm forgetting the, the commodity there. And Prophet put his hand into it and the things were really rotten. But what you saw from above were good things, but under were not the good things. And Prophet said to him, minna, The one, one who cheats is not amongst us. So even at that point, this person was being oppressive by not giving the right to people. What is the right of the customer here? That the customer gets the service he has paid for, or he, he's paying you something, so you give him what he, what, he, uh, what, he, what he deserves, right? But it's very easy to talk about rights. It's very easy to talk about rights when we are on the receiving end. The, the challenge is when we, are on, when we are on the giving end, right? When we are the ones who have to give. So that's why it is very important to know that Zulm goes both ways, at the receiving and at the, uh, at the giving end. So the other thing which I really liked about, about this hadith is that the, the perspective that Allah creates here is by telling me that I am his servant, it helps me to understand my relation with my creator because only then I can understand my relation with the creation, my relation to the society. Because if you take God out of the equation, if you take Allah out of the equation, then what do you look at then? A person in power? A person of influence? A person of status? Then, if, because that's exactly, that's why in Surah Luqman Allah says that the biggest form of zulm, the biggest oppression is that you associate partners to Allah. Because what happens in that? So let's, let's look at it non-linguistically. Now, if Allah created you, Allah provided you with everything, Allah provided you with, 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 with sustenance, but then when it comes to giving back the right of Allah, we give it to someone else. We say that, yeah, I, I got this, I got this, I made this money every month because it is my effort I put in. It's correct. But where did you get the job in the first place? The company gave you. But then, you know, you, if you keep on going back, if you, if you start, going back in time it all it, everything has a starting point and who did that now this is again a very philosophical debate that, that i do not want to get in but what really helps me to understand in this case is that the more i identify allah and my relationship towards him it more it helps me to realize how am i how am i supposed to deal with people what do i do with my anger 
we can all have our feelings that are and we can we know that our feelings are valid however are we also reminding ourselves of the situations where we have wronged someone else i will get, again take the example of, of of for example online dating in online dating there's this very uh, term that goes on uh, ghosting for instance like how can you simply not respond to someone anymore while the person is while, while while you are in a conversation so that is where you have not given the right of the person who sent you a message i'm taking a very simple uh, situation now i'm not saying where there is a cycle there it's a freak creep i'm not getting to all of that but what i'm trying to say is that we have to be fair in our public dealings as fair as possible and we will make the mistakes on our way that's why we cannot always be self-righteous and not take responsibility of the actions that we do and then again it comes to this you know comes to the idea that i'm not and 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 this 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 admonition this admonishment is in a loving way that if allah is saying that you know if i start reminding you of what you have done in your life then if i am being merciful here try to show compassion to people you're not here to be cruel to others because if you admonish someone with harshness you only get harshness back right i mean usually it happens in a discussion when one person raises their voice and starts getting heated up it's not uncommon that the person on the other side starts mimicking the way the other person is talking it's very difficult to keep calm when the other person is not calm and we all can relate to that so that's what allah says that you're not here to spread cruelty and no one is giving you the authority to to act like that who is giving you the power like why do you feel entitled to be cruel to others there's another saying of prophet sallallahu where prophet sallallahu said that you should help the oppressor and the one who's oppressed and then of definitely of course the people asked him like how can how can we help the one who's oppressing he was like you help him by not letting him oppress further so you see that we need to and then in surah al-asr uh, allah says in the quran enjoin good deeds help one another to do good in society do not cheer or do not do not you know try to try to spread goodness through your actions and through your words so moving forward um there are certain things yeah and for example like you know sometimes it is also important for us to see that how allah allah's relation is towards people who are, who are oppressive in nature like for example we all have the capacity again i will i will refer to the previous podcast that i did where allah says that he has laqad khalaqna al-insana fi ahsan taqwim allah created us in the in excellence in the best form of us that we have been created in that so we have the capacity to love but we also have the capacity to oppress but having the capacity doesn't mean that we can act upon it and that's when allah says that allah loves the people Uh, excuse me allah does not guide the people who are oppressive in nature so we need to always reflect on our actions and take a step back and see are we oppressing anyone we need to seek guidance that oh allah help us help us to be on the path of not of, of those who are not oppressive we can always make this we can always speak it out just to know that we have the intention to be good in nature 
We are not simply saying, yeah, that's what we are. Uh, that's what I am. Okay, I'm a Scorpio, so I'm supposed to be like this. I'm, I'm, an, I'm, I'm, I'm Sagittarius, I'm Capricorn. That's what I am and deal with it. No, this is, this, is not, this is not what we aim at in Islam. In Islam, we aim at excellence in our nature. Ihsan is the word for that in Arabic. That we aim to be the best of the best. And even if we are challenged all the time, but it's way better to be putting an effort than to be unjust to someone or to ourselves. Again, I think, for example, that the, the, you know, some people who keep on eating and eating unhealthy diet, for, for instance, when we know this is something that's not good for us, sometimes, yes, it's fine. You just want to sit down and enjoy and it's fine. But I'm talking about excesses, the overexertion. And then you are not giving the right of your body to your... Uh, I am being unjust to my body by not feeding it properly, by not, not taking care of it, by not taking my body to sports. I'm not made to sit and have 200 kilos on my body. Regardless of the medical conditions, I'm not talking about those, but I'm talking about conscious, aware decisions we take to do wrong to our bodies. Over-exertions of alcohol, of drugs and anything, and food, sugar, for example. I know how much cake I eat and I know I should not be doing that. So this is where I'm being oppressive to my, uh, uh, upon myself. So I'm being oppressive upon myself if I do not take care of my mental health. Mental health is such an important issue. We need to take care. If our bone is broken, we go to the doctor. But if our thoughts are broken, do we go to a therapy or not? This, you know, this, is, this is where we need to take care. We need to take care of ourselves and only then we can take care of others. We need to take care of ourselves, but do, we do not have to focus on ourselves all the time. Once we start repairing our relation to ourselves, we can see that, yes, one of the biggest components of, our, of, of repairing my relation to me is also to, to be there for others and to be just to the others. Linguistically, linguistically speaking, zulm has darkness. Uh, uh, one of the meanings of zulm is also darkness. And some scholars have also said that the more oppressive you are, the, more dark your, the darker your, souls get, your, soul, your soul gets. So, so, and then there's, there's, there's another saying of the, uh, there's another saying of the Prophet where he says that the, there is no hijab, there is no covering between the dua, between the supplication of the one who is oppressed and Allah. That no matter who that oppressor is, if he's a Muslim, non-Muslim, pagan, atheist, whoever that oppressor is, if he calls upon, because again, I've, I, I think I've talked about this in my previous podcast, that we, no matter of our faith, even if we have no faith, even if we call ourselves agnostics, atheists, we have this urge to reach out to someone, a supreme power, so to say. People can call it universe, they can call it karma, whatever they want to call it, but they know that there is, they feel that there is some, someone out there or something out there that goes beyond human control. And that's what Allah says that, you know, there, that, that, that's what Prophet says that we should be really careful that if something if someone <clears throat> asks to be for us to be put in in um, in in how do you say uh, that we should be brought to justice then we should be really really careful with that because all we can do we if we if we oppress someone if we end up oppressing knowingly or unknowingly we can always ask forgiveness if we have realized that I have wronged this particular person, we should go and seek forgiveness for that person. If that person is not there, if, we, if that person is not reachable, there are different ways of reaching them out to. 
but we need to understand that <clears throat> in order to be receive in order to receive mercy we have to show mercy in order to understand that you know sometimes we feel that when we are doing too many good deeds like if we are giving charity if we are giving this if we are if we are helping others if we are if you if we are being nice to people around us if you if we are being nice to ourselves we come to this of this realization that we are we are very righteous people we are very pious people we are very righteous and then if someone does something wrong to us the question comes how can someone do this to me like i have been so good to people but do you really realize have you always been good to people is it really is it really that the case maybe you were wrong at some you you were wrong at some point because look intellect human intellect is relative so if things you think are okay are right they they not be the right one for the other person but if you have hurt someone you are going to be responsible for that so that is why it is very important to be very careful in our dealings with people and how is that you just reflect on your actions do not put yourself on this position where you think that you are the most righteous person out there you have paid all your bills you have been just to everyone because once you reach that that is where you start thinking that okay like what's the point then i'm i'm just to everyone so why am i even listening to this topic right we need to we need to see that we do actions knowingly and unknowingly and unknowingly are the actions we need to be careful with we need to be aware of of our conscience what we say to people sometimes nowadays because of our uh, our interactions nowadays we just throw words without understanding what it what impact can these words have on others choose your words carefully choose your speech carefully choose i need to choose my my words my thoughts carefully i need to also see as i said again like you know i need to also see the responsibility i have towards myself what kind of actions am i making my hands do what where am i taking my body to what kind of actions my body is doing and is this what my body deserves is am i giving the right of my body yes it is your body your choice but you also we also need to know what are the rights of our bodies i i i have this body but my body also has a right upon me we are all born with responsibilities and we as much as we love our freedom we also need to learn how to use our freedom responsibly freedom does not mean i've i've talked about this in my previous podcast again that freedom just doesn't mean that you just basically continue doing what you feel like doing there's responsibility also we can be in the moment and be like yeah i just want to be in the moment you only live once etc but right in that push of emotions how many times have we wronged others you know this is and then when and and you know there will always be people who will who will come and you're like why is this person doing this to me i have done nothing to this person i'm not saying it's because we were wrong to someone in our past but people will come people will be unfair to you people will be unfair to you uh, oppressive towards you but we have to show husn al-khulq the best in char- the best of character we have to show we have to be we have to be this is what i think i talked about in my second episode of my previous podcast even when prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam in his islamically speaking he was on the truth right even if he was on the truth and people were going to reject him allah asked him not to be courteous to be 
gentle to people when you speak. So we, even if we think we are right, it does not give us the freedom to be mean to others, to call others stupid, to call others mental, to call, to call others that they are ridiculous, that they are idiots. That even these labels, we, we cannot use obscene labels on others just because we think they are wrong. We need to learn how to respect the existence of, the, of, of someone else, regardless of their nature, just race or whatever that is. We are not right in absolute sense. So please, let's learn how to be more accommodating and respectful towards others. Let's, let's learn how not to be oppressive towards others, especially with our speech, especially, especially with this social media. We have, we have so much liberty to speak out our minds, but we really have to be careful the words we use. So we have to learn how to give the rights the elders have upon us, our parents have, our elder brother, elder sister, our moms, our father, our neighbors. You know, we, we, we cannot, we cannot, if you want to live in, I, I, I heard this beautiful statement on, on, one of the, on one of the videos I saw online, that if you want to have, if you want to enjoy the benefits of living in a society, you need to also learn how to um, fulfill the responsibility of earning those benefits. So, you know, this is, this is how it, it, it goes on. So, and, and, coming, and coming to an end, all I'd like to mention here is that we need to, we need to reflect on our, our, our rights, upon, of our rights we have, to, uh, we have towards our, our Creator, Allah, in, and to ourselves, and then we can easily find a way, we can easily see how does it make, why does it make sense to be nice to people, why does it make sense to act responsibly. I also chose this topic of social justice because I am in Pakistan at the moment and I see the consequence, the effects of, of the people in power, how they have taken money, how they enjoy the money of the taxpayers, the politicians, and what repercussions it has on the society we, uh, we live in. There was one, the second caliph uh, in Islam, Umar bin al-Khattab, uh, Umar is his name, he, he said one beautiful thing that he used to fear that if even a dog dies in his domain, that under his control, he will, be answer, he will be answerable to Allah for that. So this is why I feel that knowing the existence of Allah can really ground a person in the way that they, they, they deal with themselves and the others. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. May Allah accept all fast from us. I mean...